morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I chat with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve the community and getting updates on current projects. For the first portion of today's program, I am sharing a conversation I recently had with Kaysen's crew. I am speaking with... My name is Jennifer Contreras, and I am the president of Kaysen's crew. Kaysen's crew is an example of turning a challenging time into something to help others who are facing similar challenges. So to start off, I would like to hear about what exactly is Kaysen's crew, your mission, and how long you've been operating. So Kaysen's Crew is a 501c3 nonprofit here in Arizona, specifically located in Tucson, but we cover all of Arizona. Our mission is to help children in the state of Arizona who are currently battling uh, with complex medical conditions. Complex medical conditions tend to need um, frequent medical attention by, you know, specialists and even more so tend to have frequent hospitalizations for these kiddos. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that their illness is terminal, but it is lifelong. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to provide resources and support and do as much as we can to help guide some of these families along this journey. Mm-hmm. When did uh, you start up Kaysen's crew? From what I understand, you're fairly new uh, to the nonprofit world. We are fairly new. Um, my son, Kaysen, was diagnosed with all of his complications last year. Mm-hmm. And during that process, we decided we, we received ourselves so much support from the community that it really inspired us to want to start giving back. So we actually began Kaysen's crew in July. We started the process, I should say, in July of 2021. But we were officially a 501c3 as of November of 2021. Awesome. Well, I would like to hear a bit more about your inspiration. Can you tell me a little bit uh, about Kaysen and his story? Absolutely. Kaysen is our youngest son. We have four boys in total, my husband and I. And he is 21 months old at this time. When he was about three months, when he was born, he was born at 36 weeks and had a lot of respiratory issues at first and needed a ventilator and was in the NICU and had all kinds of issues that we weren't really expecting that seemed kind of out of the usual for a 36-week baby. So at about three months of age, he started developing a lot of chronic health issues and things along those lines that we were just like, hmm, you know, started to raise our red flags a little bit, started becoming slightly suspicious of him not reaching proper milestones, Mm -hmm. but at the time he was only three months, so, you know, every kid develops differently, so we just kind of watched. That would have been in November of 2020, and the following March, he began having seizure activity, so we were referred to a neurologist at that time, and he was continuing to have respiratory issues and so finally we were we received a referral for him to see a pulmonologist here at Banner Dr. Corey Dean after she took a look at him and his clinical presentation and just his history alone she felt fairly confident with his diagnosis of primary ciliary dyskinesia which is a disorder a genetic a rare dis- genetic disorder mm-hmm. that affects the cilia in the respiratory tract they don't function properly and therefore, it's difficult for his body to move mucus around, which causes chronic infections. And even more so, once we went, met with neurology, he 
and because he was a, a preemie, they decided that it would be necessary to do a, an MRI of his brain to make sure he didn't have any kind of brain injury at birth mm-hmm. um, and that that wasn't what was causing his seizures. And once the MRI was done, he was diagnosed with a Chiari malformation, which is where the, the back of the brain herniates into the spinal canal. Oh, wow. And it's just not enough space at the back of the skull there. So it starts causing all kinds of different issues, and a lot of people present very differently. Some people have no symptoms to some people having severe symptoms. At that time, he was sent to Phoenix Children's Hospital because he also had hydrocephalus or a backup of the the cerebral spinal fluid in his brain. We met with a neurosurgeon at Phoenix Children's Hospital right before Keeson's first birthday. So... All August of that 5th, we met with them. Wow. Yeah, and his first birthday was August 8th. <laughs> so we met with her about three days before his first birthday, and he had his very first brain surgery on August 13th. Mm. So very, it moved very, very quickly for us. Um, he had complications from the surgery mm-hmm. that were not expected and are fairly rare for kids to have, honestly, in and out for the remainder of 2021. He's been our little warrior, and obviously while we were there, we we witnessed a lot of things that other families were going through, not necessarily knowing, you know, what their children were diagnosed with. So you have firsthand experience uh, having a child with complex medical issues. Can you tell me a bit about what that experience was like for you as a family and uh, what really helped you get through that challenging time? So for us, the, the first thing that comes to my mind with this question is it was very, very stressful. In in all reality, it continues to be stressful because this isn't just something that goes away. Mm-hmm. Initially, when everything was, especially during that discovery phase of everything, it continues to just be like you're being thrown in a thousand different directions mm-hmm. and you don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do. Um, my husband and I both work. So you're having to figure out how to balance your job, how to balance the other children that we have in the house. Thankfully, we do have family that lives in Tucson that were able to step in and help out with our other children while we were up in Phoenix, which is two hours away Mm -hmm. from where we live. Um, But it also takes a toll on them too. Um, Our three-year-old began having separation anxiety who never had these kinds of issues before. And it was a lot to juggle. And the only way that I can say that we were able to really get through this and keep our feet grounded was, the outpouring of support and all of those things that we received from the community and obviously our friends and family. But I feel that it was, it was so eye-opening to us to see how many strangers that we've never met before that were praying for Kaysen, that were telling us every day that they're thinking of us, asking how he's doing, asking what they can do to help us, bringing us meals, donating money mm-hmm. and all of those things, giving us gas cards. We even had um, a couple people adopt our kids for Christmas this last year. Um, all of those things were things that we never, ever saw happen happening. Mm-hmm. And it was just so eye-opening to us to know that there's so many other families out there like ours that all we want to be able to do is provide that same type of support to help somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the ways that uh, Kaysen's crew strives to help uh, those in those this type of situation? 
right now we're kind of in the the building phase mm-hmm. of our organization so we are running some fundraising events to be able to get our funds up there so we can provide the kind of support that we want to provide to these families um, we want to be able to provide resources of different places that these families can turn to for support and maybe offer some you know additional financial support that we aren't able to provide mm-hmm. because I know that that was a roadblock for us that we didn't really know who to even turn to and having those resources made all the difference. Um, we also want to be able to help financially as best as we can, whether that means, you know, giving them money for gas to get to and from doctor's appointments or, you know, setting up meal trains and things mm-hmm. along those lines or pay, helping them with some utility bills, helping them with, you know, food and things along those lines, just because you don't know where you're going to be from one day to the next. And, that's that's where we really want to focus. But the other thing that we would like, that we really want to do, that we're trying to get off the ground is our Warrior of the Month program. Yeah. In this program, we would spotlight one child each month. It's done through a nomination process, so anyone can nominate a child that they know who does have a complex medical condition. They do have to provide documentation from their physician, mm-hmm. but the selected child would receive they would fill out a wish list, kind of in the same idea as Make-A-Wish, but mm-hmm. on a little bit lower of a, sc- as, as a, of a scale, yeah. just because we are still in the building co- process. Our dream is to be able to be that large right. and to be able to provide those big things that they're able to provide, especially because Make-A-Wish focuses more on children with terminal illness, which mm-hmm. is amazing for them because those children definitely deserve that, um, where we focus more on children with lifelong illnesses who this is their daily battle. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to prov- provide those kinds of experiences for them as well. Um, so we're hoping to be able to, you know, maybe we can send them on a trip somewhere that they wanted to, that they would love to do, like Disneyland. Or they're looking, they're really wanting this Nintendo Switch or whatever yeah. the case might be is what we're hoping to be able to do. On top of being able to pay, you know, for some utilities for their families or, again, like giving them money for gas and things along those lines definitely you have opened up this uh warrior of the month program like it is available if someone is interested in you know nominating a child they know can they do that yes they absolutely can it is um on our website at www.casinscrew.com um and there's a a special tab that says warrior of the month so all the information is in there there's a, a a form they would just fill out on that page and then it sends us an email and we would be able to for- forward the additional documentation that's needed from there. I did look up Kaysen's crew on Facebook and I saw the cutest picture of a little guy. I'm going to guess it's one of yours. You said you had four. A little guy in a uh-huh. little T-bird jacket and it was the cutest thing. Um, so <laughs> yeah. You are planning a sock hop fundraiser. So I need to hear some more about this. Yes, we are. So I am a huge fan of Grease. Me too. <laughs> and when I was younger, we, my mom was actually part of the PTO at my elementary school. And one of the things that I always looked forward to during my elementary days was a 50s dance. And when we started talking about different types of ways we can do fundraising events, I, it just automatically went to, back to that. And I was like, mm-hmm. we have to do a 50s sock hop. You know, we dress in the poodle skirts, and we decided to make it a grease-themed sock hop. So T-bird attire, pink ladies mm-hmm. attire, however you want to dress, whether you do want to do the poodle skirt, it's up to you. Um, but this is an event that 
everyone is welcome, and it's for all ages. And we will also have carnival-style games there, a bake sale. We already have a DJ lined up. There will be a photo booth. There will be food trucks available as well, and it's going to be held at Catalina High School at the Heinz Gym. And it will be July, Saturday, July 16th from 5 to 8 p.m. And as I mentioned, all ages are welcome. Kids 12 and under are free. And anybody older than that, it's $25 per person. And the first 10 people to purchase tickets for the event will receive a special Kaysen's Crew swag bag, which is like a drawstring bag for Kaysen's Crew with some goodies inside. And I would also like to announce that we officially received our very first sponsorship from Hughes Federal Credit Union. So that was a very exciting milestone for us as well. So they will be sponsoring this event. Congratulations. That is fantastic. Yes, thank you. Did I see a costume contest or did I make that up? Yes, you did see that. Okay. There will be a costume contest. So whoever, you know, whoever is the best, Danny or Sandy, the group of pink ladies and the T-Birds, there will be a special prize. Oh, fun. For that. So, yes. And we are still looking for donations for um, the bake sale. So any, we have contacted a couple local bakeries who will be donating some items for the bake sale, but we can always use more as well as donations for raffle prizes. Absolutely. And if someone wants to, uh, has, you know, some great raffle prize donations or want to get involved, how can they get in contact with you? They can reach me through email at caysonscrew at gmail.com, and it's spelled C-A-Y-S-E-N-S-C-R-E-W at gmail. Or they can call me, and my phone number is 520-955-0830. Before we wrap up, you know, in order for nonprofit organizations to serve the community, they need the support of the community. So will you share with me just some of the ways that people can show or offer their support to your mission with Kaysen's crew? Absolutely. Uh, The best support that we can receive right now is attending the fundraising event. We also accept donations through our website at www.kaysenscrew.com. But we also need volunteers. So volunteers to help these events be successful. And we are still looking for additional sponsors. So there's many, many ways that we're looking for people to help and support Kaysen's crew, especially being a new organization. Mm -hmm. We're very open to all avenues of help from the community. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, (laughs) before we close off, will you just tell me again those need-to-knows for your upcoming Sock Hop Grease-themed fundraiser in July? Absolutely. So... This is a 50s-themed, Grease-themed dancing event, so come dress for the, just for the party. And again, remember, it is family-friendly, so if you're not able to find a babysitter, it's totally fine. Kids are welcome. Just make sure to dress in your best Grease-themed attire for that costume contest that we will be having and be ready for a very fun night. And lots of music, dancing, photo booths, bake sale, carnival games, A little bit of something for everyone. And that was, uh, what was the date again? It is Saturday, July 16th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Catalina High School. It is $25 per person. Kids 12 and under are free. And, you know, all of that money is going to be used to help 
Kaysen's crew in its mission to assist the families of children with special medical needs. Absolutely. Wonderful. And a huge shout out again to Hughes Credit Federal Credit Union for being our very first sponsor to make this event a success. Well, Jennifer, I think uh, that's all that's going to be a wrap. Is there anything else you would like to share about your organization before we close on? We are just very excited to get our name out there and to help as many families in in Arizona as we possibly can. We want to do what we can to make as much of a difference in these the lives of these children and their families. Well, well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and for telling me all about Kaysen's uh, crew. Thank you. That was Jennifer Contreras, the president of Kaysen's crew. For more information about this organization, you can go to kaysenscrew.com. I'm Riley, and you are listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For the next portion of today's program, I am sharing a recent conversation I had with Saguaro City Music Theater. I am speaking with... I'm Dina DiGiacento, and I'm the director of Outreach and Education. And my name is Drew Humphrey, and I'm the artistic director of Saguaro City Music Theater. Wonderful. So typically I take a little dive into backgrounds before I chat with people, but it's a little different this time because Saguaro City Music Theater is quite literally just getting started. So I would like to just start with tell me what Saguaro City Music Theater is and what you do. Saguaro City Music Theater is a new nonprofit professional musical theater company launching as we speak Mm -hmm. uh, to bring uh, more professional musical theater to the Tucson community. I grew up in Tucson, and because of my uh, involvement in professional theater locally, it inspired me to pursue it as a career, and I moved to New York to pursue it, and was um, uh, was lucky enough to, to achieve a lot of the goals and, and, and dreams that I, I set out to achieve, and feel inspired to come back and, and bring those opportunities back to, to Tucson. I would like to take a moment to delve a little bit into your personal backgrounds with theater for a bit, and kind of where it started and how it brought you to Saguaro City Music Theater and doing this nonprofit. Well, I started, um, my love of sort of performing started when I was really young as a dancer and um, grew exponentially when my parents took me to see the Broadway production of A Chorus Line when I was about 13 years old. So that sort of changed my life, just seeing um, that show and hearing other people tell stories that were completely different from mine. Mm -hmm. It was just fascinating. And I started you know, learning about theater, taking theater classes, um, graduated from high school and went directly to New York City to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy because I really knew that this is exactly what I wanted to do with my life. So um, shortly after graduating, took off uh, doing lots of touring and um, different musicals over in Europe, around the United States, and eventually back to New York to Broadway and the Broadway revival of A Chorus Mm -hmm. Line, which was really, truly a dream come true. Um, and then living in New York over the past 25 years or so, um, getting to work at different theaters across the country and um, performing, transitioning into choreographing, and, um, and then more recently in the last five years to Variety Theater in mm-hmm. St. Louis, Missouri, um, which was a big gift, sort of came into our lives, and I'm sure you'll probably want to yeah. talk about that a little <laughs> bit too, Drew, where we got involved with inclusive arts education. Okay and just really got a chance to learn how magical and powerful it is to offer access to the arts to kids of all abilities. Mm -hmm. It can really make a huge impact in kids' lives. The same way opportunities like that made a big impact in my Mm -hmm. life, and and every child should have access to arts education. 
over the past few years and wanting to make a transition out of New York. Uh, we sort of ended up back here, and um, we're very excited to bring our experience, uh, what we've learned over the years, and share it with the Tucson community and provide these opportunities to the young people of Tucson. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about your background? Yeah, yeah. so uh, I was born in Ohio, and okay. then in middle school, I moved to Tucson. Uh, my family moved here, and that was a hard transition for me. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I, I didn't feel like I really fit in a lot of places. And it was in a theater community that I started to feel a sense of belonging, mm -hmm. a place where I made sense. And um, that, that gave me a lot of confidence to, to you know, find ways to fit in and communicate and, and all of these you know, skills that you try to build as a kid. And, mm -hmm. and moving forward, forward, uh, I knew that I just wanted to be a part of theater mm -hmm. for my life. And so looked for opportunities. And, and I, I identified really quickly that learning how to dance more uh, and, and focusing on, on my dancing was a way to, to, uh, to make that more realistic. And so I, I went to the University of Arizona after I graduated and got a dance degree. And then as soon as I graduated in 2004, uh, yeah, 2004. I moved uh, right to New York City mm -hmm. and started pursuing a career in musical theater and made my Broadway dream happen uh, about six years later and worked at uh, you know, uh, theater companies all over the, the country, much like Dina did. And uh, in all of that experience, I also found my, my way into variety theater, which mm -hmm. was offering a very unique uh, integration of professional musical theater with children of all abilities, particularly those with special needs. Mm -hmm. And seeing seeing how the arts affects all children reminded me of how important it was mm -hmm. to me in making my transition when I moved and, mm -hmm. and finding a place for me to fit in and how it just naturally does that and realized all of our pro professional colleagues in New York had similar stories of they didn't have a place mm. that they made sense until they found their way into some sort of arts program or a theatrical community. So we just feel so passionately about it because we know how much it affected us and gave us the opportunities that we got to uh, enjoy in our professional careers. But um, we've seen the, the effects, the such positive effects that it has on kids, mm -hmm. helping other kids and finding a way to communicate and self-advocate and learning the, the skills of empathy, uh, 21st century skill building that mm. um, we feel passionately about yeah. and, and know what we can deliver. And we want to bring it here to our Tucson community. And so I saw on your Facebook page that this summer you will have your very first educational program with the Saguaro City Music Theater, the Clean Slate Audition Prep Course. Uh, so to start off, who will this course be open to? This class is going to be open to um, kids ages 7 to 17 um, from all backgrounds, all abilities, specifically um, kids with special needs mm -hmm. uh, and any kids, really. Um, it's going to be for kids that are just learning about musical theater or kids that have been doing theater for a while and just want to expand their skills, um, kids that are chasing a Broadway dream like we were once upon mm -hmm. a time. Um, we're really uh, planning on tailoring the program to suit everybody's interest levels and um, just experience. So, um, yeah, anybody really in, in that age category that's interested in learning about theater. Wonderful. And, yeah, so what we're trying to 
what, what we're trying to do with this program as, as our, our first program to launch is, you know, we have, we have no intention or belief that we ca- could possibly replace all of the wonderful arts programming, mm-hmm. pro- programming that already exists in Tucson. But to be additive, to give um, maybe some, some children that feel like it's out of reach or they're not sure how to get involved in these local arts programs, to arm them with the confidence and some of the skills needed to feel confident to go mm-hmm. and audition for their school play or uh, sign up for a class in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's really that's what, how we're going to measure success is, is seeing how many of, of the children that pass through our doors you know, get all of the growth that we believe they can, but walk away with the confidence to get involved in other arts programming that already exists. And am I correct in saying that it's tuition-free that this course is? It is. We're very, very excited and proud to be able to offer this uh, programming tuition-free. And thank you so much to the generous donation of the Couts Family Foundation, who has offered a $50,000 matching opportunity. So they are basically allowing us to provide this um, education tuition-free for anyone who enrolls, um, and it's also a really great time to give if anybody's mm-hmm. interested, as the donation will be doubled at the moment, um, any any amount up till $50,000. And, you know, offering it tuition-free, is a, that offers, like, an inclusivity of its own because sometimes there are financial barriers, like, you know, yeah. to auditioning or trying to get involved in a theater. It's true, and we really... Um, You know, from our experience as children getting um, excited about theater and having opportunities to learn about it, we feel so passionately that every child really deserves a chance Mm -hmm. to have access to arts education, and we're so proud to be able to provide that without that barrier of financial. Mm -hmm. We all have a story to tell, and everyone deserves to tell it if they they want, Mm -hmm. you know, and and being able to open our doors was a really important goal of ours, and we can only do that with community support. And uh, the more community support we have, the more we can build more programming to be able to do that. That, mm-hmm. is, that will be our, our goal moving forward, to continue to make our programming tuition-free to anyone who is interested. So what are the, the dates for the Clean Slate? Clean Slate, um, clean slate will start programming on Saturday, July uh, 16th, mm-hmm. and it's going to run for five Saturdays um, through August 13th. Each uh, session will be two hours. It's split into two age categories. Um, and all of this information is on our website at saguarocity.org. Um, Saguaro with a G. Saguaro okay. with a G, that's right. Yeah. Wonderful. And where is uh, um, located, the, actually? The programming is going to take place at the Tucson JCC, the Jewish Community okay. Center on River Road. Wonderful. What a beautiful place. It's an incredible oh facility. <laughs> we're, we're very excited to be working over there. And so I did notice on your website that you do plan for when the holidays come, later in the year, you want to That's do right. a performance. Um, do you have uh, plans for, like, performances throughout the year, or kind of what's the game plan? We do. Um, we definitely wanted to start with launching our educational mm-hmm. programming first, uh, but we are a professional theater company that aims to produce four main stage productions a year. Um, we, are, we are aiming to start this fall with a holiday classic that we will – be excited to mm-hmm. announce very shortly, mm-hmm. and uh, and then and then move throughout the year. We want a, a year long footprint mm-hmm. um, in the community. We feel strongly that um, communities deserve their own uh, locally produced musical theater mm-hmm. or art to um, express their identity, put their support behind what they want to see produced. Um, you know, we've worked in 
Broadway touring companies, and we've seen the value of bringing large mainstage shows to different communities. We've also worked in local professional regional theater companies and seen the value of when that community is handed ownership back over, what they, how they want to support it. That community involvement is what we're interested in, um, and we're very excited to, to offer that. You know, before we start wrapping up, um, what do you really want the community to know about Saguaro City Music Theater? Well, the, we want um, their involvement. Mm-hmm. You know, we want there, there are so many ways to get involved uh, with Saguaro City Music Theater. Right now, we're trying to spread the word so mm-hmm. that people know that, you know, what we're trying to offer, what our mission is, uh, how we're trying to reach, you know, kids and families, and what our goals are for the future. So spreading the word is one way. Uh, financial support is another. The, the Our lofty mission um, is can only go as far as community support. And we really... We, we can't and we do not want to go forward without community support because we do believe that we are trying to offer an, an, a professional musical theater identity mm-hmm. to, uh, to the community to, to give them that opportunity to, to support. It's also important to us that while we're providing this inclusive arts education, um, meaning that it, the programming is for everyone, for all kids, that our theater organization, our, our shows, our programming, it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we want everyone to feel like they have access and um, that they can get involved in whatever capacity they would like to, you know? Um, so that it's so that it truly is an inclusive experience for everyone. Something I like to say is that, you know, for a, a, a nonprofit to serve the community, they need the help from the community back. And are there, op- like, what are some of the, like, volunteer opportunities available through Saguaro City Music Theater? Well, we are, we're definitely building um, our support staff okay. for our summer programming. So that's, there's that. And then also for our fall programming, they're, they're that those those things are, are very important. Yeah, volunteers to come and help us um, support the kids as they're learning, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then moving into our productions, we'll be needing some help with box office and ushers and things like that as well for people who are interested and want to be around theater, but like you mentioned, maybe aren't wanting to be mm-hmm. on stage. Um, we'll probably need some volunteers for backstage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, definitely a lot of room for anybody who wants to get involved <laughs> and, and be a part of it and, and be a part of the story. Wonderful. Well, yeah. there, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? We're so excited to... Uh, to work with Tucson mm-hmm. and uh, and see all of the wonderful stories we can tell together. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's listening, um, maybe you don't uh, want to come to the educational programs or, or uh, it's not for you, but if you know of anybody else that might want to participate, spread the word. Um, we're really trying to make sure that it, we reach as many people across the entire Tucson community as possible so that they know about it mm-hmm. in case they're interested in, in joining us. All right, and for anything someone needs to know or they have questions where's the best place for them to check out for more information saguarocity.org saguaro with a g saguaro with a g G. wonderful drew and dina thank you so much for this time thank you very much thanks for having us that was Dina DiGiacinto and Drew Humphrey from Saguaro City Music Theater. For more information on their organization, you can go to saguarocity.org. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and if you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the program, you can reach out to me by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or espntucson.com.